Welcome back to Let's Talk with Patricia B. I'm your host, Patricia, and tonight is a treat because I have a guest. <laughs> I have a guest on, on tonight's podcast, and I get so excited about having guests come on. Um, we're going to be talking about finances and, and more specifically uh, financial advisors. Uh, what do they do and are they really important? And um, I, I um, brought in uh, a financial advisor that I, I worked with um, because he, I, I find that his work ethic is amazing and I can vouch for him. And um, so without further ado, uh, Damien, uh, can you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, my name is Damien Alexander, um, financial advisor, also certified life underwriter. So basically the highest designation you can get for life insurance. So what I do is holistic planning. So uh, I take a client situation and it's not just about buying one product. It's about finding which product will help them get to their goals or reach their goal, right? So uh, just a little bit about myself. Um, Been in the industry uh, almost 20 years now. Um, I've worked in the financial industry, a major bank, for, oh gosh, how long was I there? Like 10 years, about that. And then I I decided to move on on my own. I, I realized that I can reach a lot more people doing this on my own, especially uh, my people. Um, when I first started working at the bank, I started learning all these new terms and these new things and different things that you could do with your money. Mm-hmm. And I would come back to my family and friends, they'd be clueless. They were like, what are you talking about? So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I, I can only help so many people from this end. Let me try it independent. Right. Not only that, I mean, uh, you want your independence. You, you want to break out on your own. I knew a couple of guys that were doing it on their own, so that gave me extra motivation to start on my own. Um, trust me, it's it's not easy. So anybody that tells you it's easy, they're lying, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication. Um, you can't give up. You just got to keep going, no matter what happens. If that's what you want to do, that's another thing. A lot of people may get in this industry just. I guess for the money or whatever they did, you know, the money wise. But um, after a while, you see these people kind of fizzle off because their their heart wasn't there, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I got off track there. But uh, how I got into industry, <laughs> so that's basically how I got in. I, I started uh, actually. This is a good point. When I originally was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, I, I have to credit my dad a lot for kind of pushing me in that direction. Um, he does that a lot when he sees potential in someone, he'll kind of push them in that direction. That's what he did with me. Mm-hmm. Watch this uh, movie called Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. I'm not sure if you heard of it. Trading Places. You know, I've seen maybe about 10 minutes of it. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's basically about these two uh, rich um, stockbrokers who have a bet to see if they can make a poor underprivileged black guy mm-hmm. into uh, you know um, uh, a super stockbroker it was a, a dollar bet anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. i watched that movie and i saw me i saw an 
African-American or black person actually doing something that I was interested in, mm-hmm. something that intrigued me. So off of that movie alone, I started to read up on different things about the stock market, how it worked. And then I started to research different areas that I, I, I wanted to get into. And after doing all that research, I realized I need to get into a bank to kind of see how this thing works, how it ticks, you know? So uh, I ended up applying to a bank, got there, got my experience and um, kind of took it from here. So I, I guess that's where I am. I hope I, I answer your question. <laughs> I kind of ramble sometimes. But <laughs> it does, because you know what? I, I think one of the questions that people usually have is, you know, how did you get started? Like, what was that, um, that uh, not breaking point, but what was that, that aha moment when mm-hmm. you knew that this was a career that you were, you wanted to get into? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this is not part of my questions, but you brought up something that was really interesting when you said that after uh, watching Trading Places, that kind of gave you an idea of what to go into. Mm-hmm. So do you think that um, it's important for people to be not only the environment that they grow into, but also what they are exposed to that would be um, very important in them making a life decision such as what kind of career they want to go into? Yeah, exposure is huge. I mean, once you're exposed to something, you can kind of uh, figure out if, if this is something you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Side note, I, I, my dad didn't just stop there. He actually had a couple connections. So he <laughs> actually uh, put me in front of an actual stockbroker, right? So early on, I want to say I was, uh, gosh, probably 20, 1920. He, mm-hmm. he had actually worked with um, a guy who was, so my dad is in telecommunication. Okay. And his friend was also in telecommunication, but he left to be a stockbroker. Mm-hmm. So anyways, my dad still kept in contact with this guy and set me up with a meeting and let me go there and kind of see what it's about. So, yeah, to your point, it's very important to kind of be in the right place at the right time to kind of get your feet wet and figure out, okay, is this something I really want to do when mm-hmm. I get into this? So I do think that is important. Exposure is very important. Mm, okay that's really good that's yeah that's good the exposure and then your your dad's connections um that that was um that was that's really interesting i watched a movie i cannot for the life of me remember what it was called but it's with kevin hart and he is he just got out of jail and he's looking for a job and then finally he gets this job as being to somebody who is uh, who and mm-hmm. have you seen that does does that kind of ring no, that? I, that 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 one uh actually <laughs> i uh <laughs> i want to i don't want to say it. Wait, i actually downloaded that i want to uh, <laughs> i haven't because i haven't watched it yet i've heard of it and i've heard good things it's sitting there i just haven't taken the chance to i haven't had the chance to to pick up okay Okay, so I'm not I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but yeah, it, no spoil it for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen there, so I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but that's that's where my, my question came from when mm. I was talking to you. Just remember. Um, so talking about exposure, there's a lot of people that have um, misconceptions about financial. Mm-hmm. 
about that main misconceptions that people have. Okay, well, uh, it's going to be a long-winded one, but let me just kind of break down how the industry works, just in a nutshell. So we have a couple ways that you as an advisor can get in the industry, and this is something that uh, the regulators now are trying to kind of reform at this point, because the barrier of entry to get into the financial industry is pretty simple. You do your LOQP, which is an insurance license, and once you pass that, you're kind of in the industry. I know it sounds weird that someone's going to be handling your money and they need to take one test. Right? <laughs> so it is uh, one of those things that the financial industry in Canada is trying to reform, where there's different levels to it, where it's like, okay, you can sell insurance, but you can't do financial advice or whatever whatever concept that they're coming up with, right? So that's kind of where the industry is right now. So what, what happened is we had an influx of people that were just getting the LOQP and just kind mm-hmm. of not really, not really loving it. So that's huge. If, if you have an advisor that doesn't really love it, he's not going to take the care and the time to, to, to deal with you properly. So what is happening, we're seeing a lot of people going into the industry with this one license and they're not doing a good job. I'll be honest. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot that are, but mm-hmm. there's more that are not. So what happens is a lot of um, clients lose trust for advisors mm-hmm. because we have a lot of these guys out here just kind of winging it or doing it part time or trying mm-hmm. a thing and seeing if it works. Whereas... Uh, my motto is like, yo, you're playing with people's lives. These are people's lives that you're messing with. So you need someone there to kind of give you proper guidance, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's where the financial advisor comes in, why they're so, so important right now. So getting back to the reforms, one of the reforms that's happening in the industry right now is a commission reform. So Mm -hmm. Basically, what they're doing to us advisors is they're changing our commission structure, making it a little bit harder for us to make, you know, a decent living, right? Uh, but there's reasoning behind that because we have so many faulty advisors out there. There's got to be some sort of control um, system happening, right? So what's happening is a lot of um, advisors' commissions are, are, are kind of getting altered. So at that point, we're going to kind of see who's in it for the long haul and who just was kind of doing it for a buck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but when you have your goals and when, when you, you you know your goals, the financial advisors are very important because they got to kind of coach you through that that process, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be buying people's house, whether it be setting up your child's education. Um, it's not just one product. It's the holistic approach mm-hmm. and the full financial plan. Now you can get any any advisor or, or or insurance broker to get you a product. But financial broad, financial advising is not just about getting a product. It's about a mm-hmm. process and it's about achieving your goal, right? And mm-hmm. I always have to go back to that. We are here to help that client achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs a good coach. Basketball players need a good coach. You know, baseball players need a good coach. Why don't you need a coach? And mm-hmm. I would say financial advisors come in there, just kind of coach you along, show you the right ways, not necessarily telling you what to do, but showing you the options to make a, a good choice, right? We're not here to say, oh, you, you should be doing this. No, no. Here are your options, A or B. Here are the, here are the consequences and here mm-hmm. are the benefits of your options. What do you want to choose? And mm-hmm. this is this is what it's going to look like in the future for you. So I think 
as far as financial advisors, that's our main goal, but that's our main role. But what's, mm -hmm. you know, what has happened? We have a lot of advisors that just have a license and kind of making a, a quick book, but you mm -hmm. as a client will be able to tell the difference. You definitely will. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from what I'm, I'm hearing is a financial advisor is pretty much a mentor for your finances. Um, yeah, like, like a mentor, a coach, um, someone to, to help you. Like someone to help you out. Like I had a client the other day, I think it was Sunday. I usually don't work on Sundays, but you know, he, he, he sent me a quick question mm -hmm. in regards to what he wants his investments and I had a little time and I kind of coached him through what he wants to do and he thanked me for it after right something a little small something something most people like us not a big deal but it is a big deal because when you have access to someone that can give you great quality information when you need it mm -hmm. it's extremely important right? it's valuable uh, whereas on the flip side you could do it yourself um, you can go to a self-directed um, investment firm uh, like mm -hmm. a RBC Direct Investing or CIBC Direct Investing or TD Direct Investing and do it yourself. But nine times out of ten, I would say eight times out of ten, most people can't handle that. There are people that can, but most people can't handle They don't know what to do when there's a correction right now. Like, for example, right now there's a, a major correction. A lot of clients don't know what to do. You know, and I'm starting to get uh, you know more and more people kind of hit me up and send me quick text like hey what do you think is going on and you know even though they're not my clients they're still reaching out for some information right mm -hmm. doing it yourself you feel liberated but it's not always the right decision like that personally me i don't do my own plumbing i make sure i get someone to do it. you know i also don't you know i i don't do my own um dentistry <laughs> you know i let i let the dentist take care of that <laughs> same goes for finance you want to let somebody else take care of the heavy lifting you know when it comes to your finances mm, that's that's good you know I I remember the first time that I I was thinking about the idea of um getting help with my finances mm -hmm. somebody had um suggested that I speak to a financial advisor and I was very afraid because one of my how much is this going to cost me? Do you yeah. find uh, a lot of clients are afraid about the fee that 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 may be attached to speaking to a financial advisor? Is there a fee? Is it free? How does it? Go? Yeah, and, and and this goes back to my um my my original um statement about the commission reforms that are happening actually this year. So what's happening? What happened prior to to coming up in June is a lot of the commissions were embedded. So mm -hmm. us as financial advisors, we still get paid, but it's embedded into um, whatever product that client has. So there's mm -hmm. no real money transaction going back and forth for the most part. So mm -hmm. for me, I understood for from a client standpoint, it's easier. It's, it's kind of like healthcare. We're, we're paying for it, but it's not coming directly out of our pockets, it's coming out of our tax money. Mm -hmm. Similar to uh, a lot of investments, you're not going to see that that commission uh, up front. Now, on the flip side, what an advisor can do is is not charge you, um, not do the embedded fee, which is where we're moving towards as a society mm -hmm. or as an industry, and say, hey, look, uh, Patricia, I need fifteen hundred up front to do this, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're turning to. I don't, I don't honestly one hundred percent believe in it 
Mm-hmm. Because what happens is that it, I find sometimes it kind of blurs that, it, it kind of blurs that, that line. Because as soon as you're coming out of pocket to pay for this investment, mm-hmm. you want immediate value. You want mm-hmm. something right now because it's coming out of your pocket. Whereas I find if it's mm-hmm. embedded, out of sight, out of mind, and people know they're paying for it, but it's not as hard as it is when it comes directly out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Right. So in saying that, there's going to be a huge switch coming in June. So you're going to have advisors telling you straight up, you got to pay me up front. Mm-hmm. Or on the flip side, you could do the embedded commission where you're not seeing the money. The money's coming out, but you're not seeing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, truthfully, it can get expensive depending on who you're with. Um, I would say go for the embedded commission first because mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier, but it all depends on uh, on who who uh who what type of person you are mm-hmm. yeah well that that sounds good that there's two options mm-hmm. i find that um and <laughs> i find and I, and i get your point where i find that if i'm paying for a service you want it to be right and you want to know any any errors if your money goes down you're going to call them and say hey what's going on with my money you know, or whatever the case is, right? <laughs> it does make it a little easier. Yeah, exactly. I I remember, and um, I'm just gonna tell my listeners that I had you were um, my financial advisor at one point. Um, mm-hmm. That's how that's how I had met you, and mm-hmm. I remember um, meeting with you and telling you what my goals were, and I remember that you were always um, accessible. And that you would find the time to sit with me and and talk and look at my finances and and whenever I switched up my goals, you didn't, you know, you didn't tell me no, 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 don't do that. Like as long as you like, uh, sorry to cut you off, but then that's the thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes to financial planning, it's an ever evolving. Yeah, it's not something that's static. It, mm-hmm. you, you can, like, I know for your example, you could just decide, okay, I want to change up things. I want to do something different. There's got to yeah. be some room in that plan to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like like you said, it's ever evolving. It's life happens and things happen. Uh, opportunity may not. I know that maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. that, and you have to mm-hmm. act. Um, now, in for you personally, do you um, do you find that there are specific skills that you needed to start uh, as a financial advisor or have developed as a financial advisor? Yeah, people skills that is huge. Yeah, you have to know how to deal with people, how to when they're irate, how to calm them down. You know, how, how to deal with people's skills is huge in this industry. Uh, now, as far as technical analysis or technical, and that stuff will come. Like, you can do a test, you can do an exam, that stuff will come. But people's skills and, and having that likability is huge when it comes to this industry. Because people want to do, do business with people that they know, like, and they trust, right? So you have to be trustworthy. Uh, they have to like you. No, and obviously they want to know you. They want to know who you are, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Mm. So how do you make sure that um, you stay, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to word this, uh, this question properly. How, how do you make sure that you're guiding uh, a customer um, to kind of make the right decision without trying to please that customer? Mm. Uh, the right decision. That's a good mm. question. Um, I, I usually do the um, A and B approach. Give them two, mm. two to three solutions okay. and let them choose. You know, mm. let them choose. And make sure you, you have all the pros and cons for both. But I, I like to let the client choose at the end of the day, right? Uh, I could say, hey, I don't know about that. And if they choose a, another way, that's fine. But uh, I like to give them choices and let them choose. Mm. Mm. That kind of builds, that kind of builds up a person's um, confidence if they're confident about the, the honest on them when they make a decision. Mm, that's so true that's so true yeah. yeah um and so one thing that i i found is um a couple months ago about how um black consumers are spending a lot of money on you know different products but they are not mm -hmm. um saving for the future now how mm -hmm. Can a person let's say okay so let's take me for an example because I, I would call myself a late bloomer uh, <laughs> you know I, I didn't I, I was not good with my finances in my 20s or in my 30s um, and so let's let's look at somebody who's who's later in their life maybe mid 30s to mm -hmm. mid 40. Can they still can they still build um, generational wealth? For sure, they, they definitely can. But I will yeah. say, in your late forties to I guess mid forties, mm -hmm. it's, it's time to kind of really buckle down at that point mm. and really stay focused. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you one you, you check your cash flow. Make sure you can see what you you can actually afford per month. And I would yeah. say they would have to really put as much effort as they can to mm -hmm. put as much money into markets as possible, depending on when they want to retire. Mm -hmm. so we're talking about someone 40, so what, 20 some odd, 20 years till yeah. 65 or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, at that point, it's, it's you want to take risk, but you don't want to take calculated risk, very mm -hmm. calculated risk. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to suggest any products per se right now because i would have to see everybody's individual situation before i suggest that but mm -hmm. there are products out there right now that can fast track your current savings and kind of get you back on track mm -hmm. so how does a person um choose between what's right between um savings or investments um very broadly like what what are the differences and, and what is best uh savings is is just an accumulation of funds so you're just mm -hmm. putting somewhere maybe you get a little return but it's just an accumulation of funds whereas with investing you're actually using that money to actually hopefully actually make you more money mm -hmm. so savings is something uh, i like to put an analogy of like uh the squirrel kind of taking their nuts and kind of piling it up 
but they're not multiplying those those acorns. They're not those nuts are not going to multiply. Whereas investing, you're putting it into somewhere with the hopes that that money that you put in will always multiply, mm. always give you dividends, or always make some sort of money. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the difference between savings and investing. Mm, okay, that's good. And do you think, and, and this this happened fairly recently, do you think that any time that there is rumors of war or if there's a war going on, that could affect um, investments? For sure. I actually, it's funny you say that. I actually posted, not on my um, my um, Instagram, but I posted this, this uh, chart on my uh, WhatsApp and it just goes through what happens during war. I wish I could mm-hmm. show it to you, but um, so the last war, the Gulf War, if you, was it the Gulf War? Well, they tracked the Gulf War, 19, no, 2000, and, sorry, 2003 was mm-hmm. the Iraq War. Now, if you were invested, your investment from the start of the war till the end, it went for about 10 years, your investment would have done 117%. And I'm looking at this chart and it mm-hmm. says stop during each war. Every single war that they've tracked mm-hmm. has always been at least 100% return on your investment. Wow. So World War II, 1939, 108. Um, was, I don't know what the Bay of Pigs invasion, 108%. Iraq mm-hmm. War, 2003, 117%. Vietnam War, 1955, 184%. The Korean War, 1950, 372% return on your investment. Wow. In 1990, the Gulf War, 461% return on your investment. So, yes, wars do help out your portfolio. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you, I wanna, yeah, you obviously want to have the right direction nowhere to invest in, and timing is everything. Like right now, the timing is, I don't want to say perfect again, Like, mm-hmm. but the timing right now, when you see the markets like this, it's time to buy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely wars do, do, do uh, take a shift in the markets. I see a lot of volatility and volatility for uh, day traders is, is mm-hmm. something that they, they, they drool over. They love the volatility so they can make money. Whereas a long-term investor, mm-hmm. I'd always say just, Buy more right now, and it sticks out. It's cold. Buy and hold. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I would think that during a war, everything goes down, but it's need to be. and I seeing you clients, you can kind of tell whether um, they will be more comfortable with just invest investing at a Mm -hmm. investing really fast and and make use of a volatile market to make as much money as as they can um Mm -hmm. now in order to get that do you ask them the questions or do you propose to them the plans and then see what they choose yeah well what i do is i do an investor profile questionnaire so the Mm -hmm. investor questionnaire it gives you about 10 to 15 general general very general um uh questions as to for example what would you do if you had ten thousand dollars and they'll show you a chart of all the different possible outcomes 
You had ten thousand dollars. Would you be okay if it went up three hundred? But you had no potential of losing. If you had ten thousand dollars, you have the potential of it going up a thousand dollars. But the, also the potential of losing two hundred dollars. Right. So it gives you these different scenarios in this questionnaire, and from that, I, I, I can analyze to figure out what type of investor that person is and what type of investment is the most suitable suitable for them. Mm. Okay, that's pretty cool. And um, lastly, because I don't want to take um, much more of your time. No um, Next cleaning tips in Excel for your office characters. Yeah, sorry. Hello? That's okay. <laughs> what are some what are some benefits? And 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 I think this is um, a lot of people cultures don't really think about financial literacy. Um, mm -hmm. So they may be a, a bit behind. Um, but um, what are some some benefits about speaking with a financial advisor or having a financial advisor kind of help somebody out with it to get end goals? Yeah, like, like I said before, it's 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 more of a coach in, in, in getting extra knowledge from yeah. that coach, right? Yeah. It, it, it's someone there that you can count on that kind of knows your situation, mm -hmm. knows your goals, and is willing to help you achieve those goals, right? So I, I think for the most part, you know, getting into your goals, figuring out what you want to do, whether it be short-term or long-term, and having that financial advisor guide mm -hmm. you process because they have all the tools they have all the tricks to the trade it's just a matter of placing them uh, or placing you with the the correct kind of mix of assets that will help you get to your goals mm. and so if if a potential client comes to you do they have to have had done the homework before like finding out what the goals are or can they come to you and say you know what damien i have no idea what to do <laughs> You know, and, and it's funny you say that. I do get that sometimes uh, mm -hmm. where um, I'll get a client that just say, I just want to make money. Okay, what do you want to make money for? I don't know. I just want to have money so I can, you know, go on vacation a bit more. Okay. You know, and, that, and that's where I kind of start probing and asking more questions. Okay, where do you want to go on vacation? And how often okay. do you want to go on vacation? You know, because it gives me a better idea of kind of where that person's thinking. Mm -hmm. and where their priorities lay if they're like you know what i just want to go on vacation four times a year and i don't care if i you know spend up all my savings or i'm in debt this is what i want to do mm -hmm. even though from my standpoint i think oh that's not a good idea i still can 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 um, construct a plan to help mm -hmm. them achieve that goal right it's mm -hmm. not my goal it's their goal right so it's uh -huh. something that they want to achieve and if that's what they want they want to go on four vacations a year and spend up all their money mm -hmm. you know, i can help them with that okay awesome. and so um if somebody's interested you and, and maybe you want to start their financial journey um is there a way that they can contact you for sure yeah um i'm i'm uh my website is askdamian .ca, so you can go to that, and um, there's actually a feature where you could just click on to that button and, and, and book an appointment, you know, usually 30 minutes, and, and usually the first appointment with me is very casual. We kind of talk, figure out what your goals are, figure mm -hmm. out what you actually want to do, and, and things of that nature. So that's one way you can 
contact with contact me. I do have a direct line, 416-471-3766. So you can give me a quick call or shoot me a quick text. That's another way. I'm also on Instagram at Ask Damien. Mm -hmm. You can find me that way. Same with LinkedIn, Ask Damien. So I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> <laughs> Choose the avenue that you want to contact me. And uh, mm -hmm. does it does it ever get overwhelming for you? Like the clients? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Patricia, yeah, it, it does. I'm actually in, trying to figure out a way to streamline it. Uh, it. It does get overwhelmed because I, I could be concentrating on one thing and I have a client concern. They'll text me or they'll WhatsApp me. And a lot of times, I don't know about you, but sometimes you'll get miss, miss, messages and you'll just miss it. You know, you just, mm. you, sometimes I'll, I'll literally look at a message and see it mm. and say, okay, I'm going to get that back to that. And then hours later, I'm like, Jesus, I didn't, you know. Like, <laughs> so I think for me, that, that is the biggest challenge I have right now is kind of mm. getting everyone onto one platform where they can communicate with me that way. Yeah. Instead of having one person text me, one person WhatsApp me, one person email me, one person send a message via Facebook, you know, so <laughs> it, it does get, uh, but uh, that, that's, uh, that's a work in process, progress. That's one thing I'm, I'm really working on. <laughs> that's good. So as, as a financial advisor, do you, um, do you find that you, you have to make time for yourself or um for your mental health or to just be have a normal life where you can shut down clients just even for an hour or two yeah, yeah. extremely important that, that's uh yeah. i actually go through a course uh, annual course and that's yeah. one thing they always stress you need uh we have buffer buffer days mm. and we have three days and we have work days so buffer days is the in-between where you got to do your, your your paperwork we literally set aside I dare to to you know get get rid of some loose paperwork. So you could do a deal, you can talk to someone, do a plan with them, and there's still loose ends that you gotta take care of. So we have what is called a buffer day. Mm. All right. And we have a free day. Free days are you can do whatever you want during that day, whether it just be reading the full day, whether it be going for a walk, whether it be exercises, we have to have our free days and obviously work days. Um is where we're the most productive, where we're making calls or we're sitting down with clients, um, things of that nature. So, yeah, uh, when, when you're planning in this industry, you have to make sure that you have your free days, your family mm -hmm. days, or mm -hmm. everything's going to suffer if you don't make time for that. Yeah. And and one thing I, I, I don't think I asked you, if um, anybody's interested, do you work with clients in Ontario only or do you work with other provinces? Yeah, I mean, because of the rules, yeah, I can only really work with people in Ontario. Mm. Yeah. There, there, there's ways to, to get, but yeah, for licensing, yeah, we have to work with people in Ontario. Okay, well, you know, I, I think anybody that, that gets to work with you is very lucky. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's so nice to say. Thank you. No, no, that's true. I've, I've had the chance to work with you. And I was actually, I, I, I was actually doing a little bit of research before speaking with you. And just to kind of know when I started to invest. And it was back in 2000, 2019 from my mm -hmm. account 
and in September 2020 was my last withdrawal. And and I remember we're doing $400 a month. Mm -hmm. And during that time, it was just a little over, I think a little over a year, but I was able to um, save uh, over 11,000, which is amazing. I don't think I would have ever done that just putting $400 in my bank account. That's good um, to hear. That's amazing. I love to hear that story. <laughs> it was, and you were very instrumental in my, you know, my financial journey and, and me moving out here. And it's too bad you cannot work with clients outside of Ontario, but... I, I know, definitely- I know. <laughs> Quebec has their own rules and we got to abide by it. So. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think one day somebody should just break down the walls between Quebec and Ontario <laughs> and break down the rules. <laughs> I wish, I wish, yeah. It, it's funny, like anytime we're studying or any sort of course, Quebec yeah. always has a se- separate rules. Oh. there's always a separate it's like oh every province will do this xyz way except for quebec <laughs> exactly it's 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 its own country within canada <laughs> but damien it was thank you so much for all the knowledge um no that you've with me and 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 the listeners and uh, i wish you all the best and i i'm you're gonna love the movie that I, I mentioned earlier. I wish I could remember the name, but you're going to love it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take it in. Hopefully I can take it in tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah. I can report back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to, to, to know what, what you thought about it. I, I found it really fascinating, uh, the little nuggets that I was able to pull out of. All right. Um, thank you. And I hope this is not the last time that we, we have this, this conversation. And um, really, really thank you. And um... all right, so that was uh, Damien Alexander. Uh, his name is so easy to remember, isn't it? <laughs> um, and uh, you know, if if you've never had the opportunity to speak to a financial advisor. Or maybe you've never thought that it was important. Um, I would suggest that maybe you reconsider and really look into um, speaking to a financial advisor. The way that I look at it, it's like getting a financial makeover. Um, and who doesn't like makeovers, right? I know I love makeover shows. It's it's quite amazing the transformation that people go through. So imagine the transformation that can happen uh, in your life when it comes to finances. Um, I know that's what happened with me. Um, getting the help of a financial advisor was uh, was amazing. It helped me to achieve goals that I I didn't even think was um, achievable and it helped me to achieve them sooner than what I thought such as going back to school and not getting OSAP and um, moving out on my own out of my mom's house and you know getting an apartment at Young and Eglinton when I still lived in Toronto and finally um saving enough money for a down payment and um so these are these are pretty big goals right and uh, i was able to to achieve them um 
thankfully with the help of of a financial advisor and so um thank you for joining me again tonight (laughs) i i i i have to stop myself otherwise i can just go on and 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 talk 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 so thank you for joining me again tonight and i look forward to another discussion that will be both uh, encouraging, uplifting, and educational. Thank you for joining me again tonight.